0: Hello everyone,
1: and welcome to episode nine of Chat with the S-Men. Uh, today we have Ryan DeWald uh, as a as a guest on this episode. Uh, but before we get to that, we always have to name off our sponsor. So thank you, Tanacra. Uh, Tanacra is a Calgary uh, headquartered tech company specializing in custom software development and M365 solutions. Uh, also, Bellcat. Uh, Bellcat is a stra- strategy-driven marketing agency marrying traditional marketing channels with technology. Uh, and I'll pass it off to you, Simon.
2: And then, obviously, special thanks there to Pink Weasel uh, for keeping us all caffeined up and coffeeed mm. away. Um, Spandex Panda for keeping us looking cool. Uh, Ryan's got a, got one of our, his uh, garments on at the minute. Um, and then, obviously, Tema Solutions, helping uh, clients across North America with all their IT initiatives and uh, whatever they've got going on as well, either services or staff augmentation solutions.
1: Fantastic. And uh, don't forget, you can listen to us or watch us on YouTube. Uh, Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and Podbean. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, Like everything Uh, that includes on YouTube. Make sure to hit that thumbs up notification uh, or indicator. Uh, Have the uh, notifications turned on uh and leave your comments below um and of course you can follow us all with with chatwithyesmen.com where the links to everything social uh exist and uh and yeah so uh and yeah so that's about it i'm just gonna fish for sponsors one more time okay again no time so yeah uh we have every time i'm fishing for sponsors so yeah of course um Sometimes we need help with our equipment. And you know what? If you help us out and you know, maybe sponsor us, we'll make sure to have you in our little banner of sponsors down there at the bottom of the YouTube screen. Uh, we'll mention you multiple times. I might even make a commercial for you. Okay, not even might. I will make a commercial for you. It'll probably be funny, but if you want serious, we can make it serious. And you can also come on board. You'd be like our favorite sponsor for a year if you could help us out with some of this, this computer gear we have. <laughs> uh, so you know what? I'm just going to pass the torch off. To Simon,
2: Simon, is it my turn now?
1: It's your turn. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thanks, everybody. I've been looking. For, I've been looking forward to this one. I think in episode eight, which is which is not out yet, um, I actually say at some point, Ryan, I'm 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 coming after you. So I'm I'm happy that that uh, to to have you on this one. So just as a brief overview um, for everybody and everybody listening out there. So Ryan and I met via Spandex Panda a few years ago now. Um, so Ryan is a, a ex-pro bike rider, is a team owner of Team Skyline Cadence, which is a UCI registered pro continental team, um, taking on the majority of the US pro circuit, which is no, no uh, small undertaking. Um, and then, you know, so the spandex panda connection there is obviously the, the, the clothing that uh, you see Ryan sat there in, um, as well as the socks um but particular to hear what we wanted to what we what we're so interested in having a conversation with ryan about which is kind of like part two of our nutritional chat is that ryan correct me if i'm wrong with these facts but at the age of 35 as a competing pro bike rider all of a sudden kind of you felt a little bit of a dip in your in your form um and it was it was getting harder and harder to keep to those levels and then with the various tests you found out that you were um then a diabetic um so again to bring into that as well then starting a family getting married and your wife with all the restaurants uh, that she she has and runs you keeping a bike business going keeping a cycling team going um as you kind of say in all humor it's like yeah you haven't slept in four years which is i can i can see that um but it's it's just it, it, it just made sense for you to come to come and join us for for the recording of episode nine because i think there's a lot of stuff that you can bring to uh, to our conversation especially about diabetes your diet how you maintain those energy levels to still go out and ride because i know you still go out ride with the team uh which i'm actually quite again for another year i'm still quite jealous about because i know you're in california getting out there and riding the bikes and i i want to i want to do the same thing
0: um so yeah welcome ryan hey guys thanks uh yeah yeah that's that's it in a nutshell simon you got a pretty 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 good overview of what's going on um it's you know we can do a deep dive into it i don't know where you want to start do you want to start with nutrition diabetes how my body changed on a cellular level and how i adapted where where do we go well i was gonna say let's
2: start (laughs) with start with the start with a bit about your your journey then so the bikes the car and and just carving a living out because because I, I, know, I know what that feels like. So I tried to do it myself before I got myself onto CB Street. So we'll start with that little bit of
0: talk us through, you know, the early years to well, now and then all the of that. I've seen in the, early, in, in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s. And uh, by the time I got old enough where, you know, 16 years old, it was I was taken very seriously. You know, it was an out for me. I, was in, I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania. I was a steel worker's son. You know i had minimal support and uh i got acceptance through mountain biking and um it didn't take long for me to climb to the ranks and become one of the win- winningest junior mountain bikers in the country and then i did it again for another year and that carried me right into the senior pro ranks where i also was performing well a lot of top 10 finishes at all the big norba national stuff um you know and then eventually I switched over to the road bike just financially. Like I said, I was scrapping by in Reading, Pennsylvania. I never graduated high school. I never went to college. I I didn't have many opportunities uh, in the town I lived in, for sure. School system was a drag. Um, you know, my parents were overworked and underpaid.
2: Amen to that. <laughs>
0: so I, uh, I had to dig deep and I stuck with it uh, through thick and thin, you know, and I knew if I I didn't win that I was a pretty good chance. I'd be at that steel plant too. Uh, you know, so I, I really, really kind of rode with passion and, uh, was grateful for every opportunity I had. And, you know, it took me out of that city and around the world before I was 25. And I thought, wow, that's a great, you know, it's, it's great, but I still didn't even realize that, that the, the cards were against me you know the that everything yeah. was still a little bit harder coming from Reading, pennsylvania and trying to go out of the world even now to you know at 45 years old it's you know what i own in Reading doesn't hold much value anywhere else in the world so uh yeah. you yeah. know it, it's it's always been tough but um you know pushing really hard on the bike was the one thing that saved me it kept me focused it kept me out of trouble as much as it could (laughs) and (laughs) i I think that that's that's a big part of what i'm doing now is trying to keep a bike team alive for people to provide opportunities for young people you you know to get out and and go travel the world and do something and say they tried as hard as they can i mean bike racing is one of the only things i know of that you can say hey i tried as hard as i could today
2: yeah well you don't have an option do you you know what i mean it's it's like you can't you can't be at that that level and kind of go on i'm just i'm just gonna hit this event at like 80 percent because that just that
0: doesn't that doesn't exist it's so no 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 and and you have to figure it all out i mean my my thing was i started a small bike shop um in a little little back room of an apartment building with no heat no bathroom no nothing you know and i just had a work stand in there and some tools and that's what I did. I fixed bikes to get my entry fee for the weekend. And then I went out and won, got my money back, came back to the shop, work, you know, and just made it all work. So as much of the shop at some point, I think, you know, 2003, four, five, six, that's when I had really big opportunities. I was on UCI pro teams. I was racing all over the world, but I had to get back and keep the shop going as well. I was juggling the two and I never had that 100% focus, you know, and I would, yeah. I would work. And then I could take, like, a month or two away from the shop and just focus on racing. But I never had a 100% opportunity to just race with, uh, you know, everything covered, all support. That was never the case. I was always scrapping by, fighting, you know, for everything I could get. And, you know, I worked on my own bike.
2: Yeah. I don't... But
0: I think... But I... uh, Cycling.
2: But I think that's... Because I was... Similar. My experience is very similar to that. But I also think that you when you come out of that, that gives you something that some of the stuff that Jason and I have spoken about on our other episodes, you know, the relationship side of things that keeping yourself relevant, that self-evaluation, that relationship with self and all of this kind of stuff and how you are just with people. I think all of that kind of feeds into into that realm of a, of a conversation, because, you know, one of my old one of my old coaches she always used to say like if you're going to start a business then always start a, start a business with a bike rider because a bike rider knows how to like they know what hard work looks like right and now exactly. it, it's 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 because you used to there isn't a script to riding a bike like we try in the modern day sport we try and put a script on it but i think you know i don't th- well you know this only too well Ryan and, and and jace i think you get the Get the gist as well it's just, it i would put the similar stuff to being a, a an artist with a guitar or something like that again there's no uh there's no script for it you know what i mean it's kind of i'm gonna practice from two till three every day and that's gonna make me a great guitar player and it's like no it won't <laughs> it's like you're sleeping with your bike you're sleeping with your guitar you know and you're, you're singing in the shower and all of that stuff right so um so was that the start? So that was that was basically the start of Skyline then, hey, so your small business was Skyline and then you grew that into the you grew that into like a more of a
0: business. Skyline, uh, yeah, my dad, my, my the steel plant shut down. My dad was unemployed and he helped helped me with Skyline Bicycle. So that's what we did. We started together and uh, it's still running alive and well in Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, but it's coming to a to a, a new chapter. I think I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think we might end up uh, selling the building, and you know, maybe maybe relocating to to Canada. You know, I'm not I'm not sure what we're going to do and or how or when. But we we we're not under pressure. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean that that might be an option right now. Uh, as 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 we discussed, my wife owns a bunch of restaurants in Canada. Um, I, I got lucky, you know, I was racing my bike in the Adriatic coast of Italy. I met a beautiful French Canadian girl. I asked her out. She told me no. I said, this is perfect. Smart ones always tell me no. Go get <laughs> your job. <laughs> 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 like this is working out. I like it. And, uh, Challenge accepted. I, I, I like that. Yeah, it's good. Quebec. So uh, <laughs> I think the logical choice is to, you know, make my way out of Pennsylvania and and more into the Montreal Metroplex and and see what I can do with with the bike shop up there I I'm a bike mechanic for life you know I love the sport I love what it does and uh you know I don't see myself changing much so I want to want to keep it going some some way I mean I don't know if I want to work as hard as I have been <laughs> but,
1: I think we all want to slowly wrap down a little it's, bit.
2: At least, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I mean it's the it's the bike industry, man. I mean there's there's um a bunch of folks that I know actually that we've we've met together, Ryan, you know, in the in the UK and stuff like that. And I don't think I think the sport the sport at a very fundamental grassroots fundamental level needs teams like teams like Skyline, right? And teams like um uh, rob that uh, that's involved with his own bike brand and clothing brand and stuff like that and curtis with his with his clothing brand like it the, the sport needs that type of grassroots
0: um, I think I'm stuff because that's where
2: the passion comes from right
0: gonna try to tie it in with one of my wife's restaurants she she's got a really winning a winning formula i just want to try to add to it but i don't want to overwhelm myself with like in the the industry stuff down my neck you know like i i don't want that anymore i want more of a hangout, get your bike serviced cool cool brands cool stuff you can go from there you know i just uh i think that's where i'm at with it well i want a little i want to say be able to say no
2: (laughs) that yes that's gonna be another episode so
0: as i am a yes man but (laughs) i think i like be able to say no and then reconsider. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do they do with it right now? Uh, you know, because I'm I'm prioritizing my family. Yep. Right. You know, would uh, you have to? That's where I'm at. So yeah, my wife owns six and now it's soon to be seven restaurants. Uh, wow. One of our, her main restaurant, the first restaurant she opened, burned down Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's me. We were driving from Montreal to San Diego, and we were in Indianapolis when she got the call, Christmas oh, Eve. Goodness. So that was a bit of a that was a bit of a yes turbulent time. Like, do we turn around? What do we do? Like, uh, okay. you know, we were we had planned. You know, rented a place in California for three months, and do we? What do we do? Uh, so we, you know, we luckily it, it's it's working out, but. What what a lot of people didn't realize is that a week before that place burnt down, she had signed a lease on another property to open up a uh, taco place, uh, El Gordo Taqueria, in in the town we live in in Saint Lambert, so uh, on the south shore of Montreal. So it was like,
2: that's well, crazy.
0: So you know, running the UCI team, they're they're traveling all over the place. Um, I saw the bike shop going in Pennsylvania. My wife has the the restaurants going there, and we have two kids under four.
1: It's, it's so nice and nice and easy then perfect
0: excellent it's full gap <laughs> and i think it's gonna be that way for a couple more years but man if we play the cards right and we do everything you know it, it's we're gonna end up with a really good life and uh that's it's just we're working really hard right now staying super focused and trying to get some rest whenever we can yeah excellent. yeah, I can. I didn't have a better partner than my wife to do this all with, and I'm just grateful for that. I'm I'm grateful for the the friends that took me to Italy or that I met her. I mean, the step by step to get out of Reading to find the bike. I mean, what it, what's coming down to is just appreciation and being grateful for all the great people in my life. Yeah, great outlook. It's fantastic. I'm yeah. with
2: you on there. I'm hundred percent with you on that. What's the oh. so, Chase? Do you want to bring us up to speed on the on the new on the nutri tree? nutrient side of stuff or the nu- nutrition side of stuff in terms of you know what we're what we chatted about in episode well, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. been aired yet so we were talking a lot about fasting because there was a key thing here that that that's going to be interesting to ryan because it was interesting to me which is well how do you how do you do all of this 36 hour 48 hour fasting you mentioned at one point that if you do enough fasting over a certain amount of time you can you can actually reset um, your your body and and practically reprogram it away from diabetes, which is
1: yeah, and that's to a degree. I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, yours is a different diabetes from what has hit my parents for sure. Uh, type one, if I'm not wrong, and I, I as I forgot exactly what it was. Uh, uh, latent autoimmune diabetes was it? I think yeah, I late, yeah. late
0: onset. Uh, that's type one. So, yeah, um, the difference yeah. between type one diabetes is type one diabetes is autoimmune. Uh, my, my immune system is attacking the cells coming off of my pancreas that create insulin. So it's autoimmune and I'm 100% insulin dependent. Type two diabetes is insulin resistance. Your body still makes insulin, yeah. but you're, it's also becoming resistant to it and it's not working as good. And insulin's the carrier. It carries the yeah. glucose in itself. And without insulin or functioning insulin, it's gonna the, the sugar's gonna stay on the outside of the cell, and create kind of like a razor blade effect on the outside of the cell. That's going into the small capillary veins, and it'll cut them, cauterize them. Scar tissue will form, and that's what's losing circulation. And that's what we're yeah exactly. So, so yeah. yeah, that's the, that's how those that's the difference between two of them. And type two is if you live long enough you're probably going to have this problem. Yes. It's, it's, it's not necessarily in everybody's cards, but diet and exercise help tremendously.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause and the, the key word, the key phrase you used there was, uh, insulin, res, insulin resistant. So I, I kind of made this a, a quick little, uh, example of, of, Your cells have been bathed with sugar and carbohydrates so much that they're just putting up a fight against the insulin. Your body keeps on pumping out more insulin to try to to get that in into it. And in the end, really, um, yeah, if you can lower the amount of sugars and carbohydrates you have going in, your cells become less resistant and your pancreas works a little bit less hard. I'm not saying it's it's, and it's never this is definitely not a a victim (laughs) shaming exercise at all. I mean, it can happen. It could happen regardless. Uh, but yeah. you're sure not helping yourself by bad also, diets and no exercise.
0: So I think with you need some carbohydrate and sugar just to feed your brain. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think you need to tie some exercise into it. I can't think you can, I, can, I don't think you can control it all on diet. Yeah. I think that they're, they're, you, breathing heavy is also, um, medicine.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, okay. and good for mental health as well. Like, like, uh, the breathing breathing exercises. There's uh, something to be said for that, right? It's it took me t- far too many years of smoking to realize that it wasn't the cigarette that was calming me down. It was the fact I was taking in and then holding my breath and then letting it out slowly. That that was what that was the cure. <laughs> I just had to get rid of the cigarettes and, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> too so late do, now. But
0: uh, so
2: how do you, so in terms so in terms of nutrition then, Ryan? How do you like so how do you balance keeping fit with diabetes with everything else and i do want to have a conversation with with winning the race um winning the race with diabetes because that's that's also important work that you're doing there as well but
0: yeah so it's uh what i'm coming to terms with now several years of working with a bunch of you know young pro athletes everybody's going 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 they feel they need all this they read this they read that they saw this on the internet they did this they did that there all these different different things that they're trying to do to get an edge of sorts um, and what I'm doing it's very simple you know I uh, I need insulin in my body I got to produce this myself so I, I I have to do the injection so I keep a, a pen with me okay. with at all times this also will go bad after 86 degrees it starts to break down so somehow I got to keep it cool I got to keep it functioning. Insulin is very volatile. If you shake it, it gets too warm, you know, like some things like that. So, in the middle of summer, I'm riding around with that in my back. You know, I I go to do a dose and it doesn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. It's ruined. Other problem is in America, it's one of the most expensive fluids in the world.
1: Oh, my goodness. Right. We've all all heard about it. That's for sure.
0: $400 a vial here in the States, $35 a vial in Canada when I go to the pharma pre so you know it's 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 an option and then I have a insulin pump I, I have here so I got to talk to these devices whenever I need nutrition yeah right and that's what makes it tricky when you're on a bike it's not like uh you know the Super Bowl was yesterday there was a athlete on uh in Kansas on the Kansas City team that has type 1 diabetes and they make like this big you know oh wow look at this it's like well he gets to sit on a bench every two minutes and he can have a juice or a drink or whatever when i'm right. two and a half right. hours into a bike race there's no there's there's no time out there's no none of that you know so there's been yeah. you know 90 minute crits where i'm coming down the back stretch doing a shot
1: <laughs> yeah and, and and that that makes me wonder and how do you is this does it tend to be regulated by by what you're feeling yourself uh, What like balancing the line between hyper and hypoglycemic or yeah, uh,
0: yeah balancing yeah. and going yeah. too hot where you're, you're become lethargic you're you've, you're pumping like pudding through your your veins you yeah. know cramped, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you know but you won't pass out because you're too low i've mm-hmm. done both i do both sometimes in the same race mm-hmm. i've done both and then still won it's uh <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing how it works but you you really got to be tough it's it's definitely will give you a thousand excuses to quit to back down to not do it um you uh-huh. know got to really want it and uh to to stay within the lines is very hard and that's what i'm working on with that's what i'm working on with winning race with diabetes showing people how to live an optimal lifestyle with this disease and 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 inspiring people with type one that they can do whatever they want to do and you know to help people and be inspired to prevent type two diabetes by living in high definition not watching it you know go out and breathe uh so that's where I'm at with it, but yeah, I gotta use insulin to carry glucose into the cell. But you know, on the other hand, then you know you're you you got to consume a fair amount of carbohydrate during a race without going high. Yeah. Um, insulin right in the know,
1: line. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah. It takes about 90 minutes for it to peak. And then during the 90 minutes, you gotta be consuming, and especially if you're on the gas, you know, you're running a, it it's gonna drop your blood sugar so fast. I mean, within 20 sure. I can put myself from you know a hundred points above where I should be to completely unconscious.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. So there's a lot lot of planning ahead of time then before you, uh, before you hit a competition.
0: Yes. Well, you're thinking about that while you're covering, your, trying to make the corners, looking for the break, getting up the road. Where's your teammate? What's all these things that are happening. I'm also managing my blood glucose through, you know, I have some technology that helps. I have a continuous glucose monitor. Right. So I got to take my phone with me. And then like so tapping,
1: tapping around the entire time, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't
0: I, I have a I have a DEXCOM so it goes uh, okay. from my phone to my watch. Oh, okay. phone, and hopefully it's working, you know, and everything's yeah. working. Sometimes people think, oh yeah, you your pump, that's automated. Oh, then you can read, oh it's all automated. Oh, it just works. It's like, no. Ninety no, no. percent of the time, none of it works. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Diabetes>. <laughs> go you're, when you're high you don't know and you're on a bike you're suffering no matter what everything's hurting already you're hoping you're in range and trying to you know bring bring the bring the glucose into the cell that's when i when i get it right and i i do have the right amount of insulin at the right time and the right amount of carbohydrate and when i do all that i call it my glucose burning supercharger
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: that's the part where i take risks because yeah. i know i still might be able to win and you know when you're in the bunch you're out there 100 120 dudes you're gonna come yeah. out of that last corner and win and I, i've done this successfully now quite a few times since i was diagnosed and i think that's a a, a big part of uh, of having the the years and experience you know it's not like I, I didn't get this disease when i was just learning the sport i got the disease the twilight years of my career so i knew how Race the bike, but then it was like a whole new game of getting that perfect, perfectly balanced blood sugar and getting back on the top of the podium. Not second, not that winning. And that's what we're winning the race with diabetes. It's not it's, getting it's, second, yeah. good. It's not being, you know, content with mediocrity. It's being the very best. And at any bicycle, race, being the very best is very hard. I don't care what category, what age group, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's still possible with this disease and carrying the right nutrition in. It can all be done. You just might have to do a shot while you're riding your bike.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like funny. It's I'm, getting,
1: I'm getting like a weird... Uh, <laughs> I just, for some reason, I'm drawing the parallel to like the Fast and Furious movies where you just need to beat the other person. So you drop some nitrous oxide into you or insulin. Power
0: If I'm like a high blood sugar and I need to eat, I didn't, you know... And it's like oh, I gotta eat. It's like boom, I gotta do a shot. But the the amount of insulin I do is so minimal, it's mm-hmm. really hard. Like I really only need one unit of insulin, but a pen like this won't really deliver one unit of insulin. You almost need like an infant syringe mm-hmm. to microdose the amount of insulin that I need. So mm-hmm. I'll do two units, and if there's an air bubble in there or a little bit off, it might not get any in at all, and it won't work. Oh, it's boy. how that's how precise you need to be. And the difference between two units to three units, two units might keep you in range. Three units might put you to sleep in 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. And you won't know. Yeah. And and a Bluetooth read will only come from my phone to my Dexcom continuous glucose monitor every ten or so minutes. Maybe oh, wow. five minutes now. It's getting a little better. I have the Dexcom G7. I'm hoping that this is the the most the fastest most accurate but even that i'm struggling with getting a good read in the time frame that i do you know so and by the time it actually transmits to my watch and i'm out there i'm coming right. out of time three, you know like trying to figure yeah. out like, why am i dizzy <laughs> 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 and so
1: it's, it's sorry. interesting sorry go ahead son no
2: i was sorry jace so i'm interested in the in the in the pre so how you away from the bike so i'm talking post race before race the stuff that you're eating like are you are you have you ever been in a situation like i i personally I, I i struggle to do the the length of fast that that jason and my wife do so like these 36 hour fast and stuff like that like as somebody that's still trying to be active like i, I struggle i can't do i can't do them i'll i'll you know, I can get probably in an 18, an 18 hour fasting, but I'm kind of thinking that the, what you're trying to do, similar to me, those, those fasts don't necessarily work. So you, we can't put ourselves into a ketone state to somehow try and get the body to reset where the diabetes is concerned. Right. So,
0: so I mean, it's, it's tricky. I, I, I do a, like I could walk you through it, you know. In the morning, I'll I, I have a very standard breakfast, um, and it always insulin's on board. So it happened. You gotta prepare the night before, honestly, and with your yep. dinner and insulin, and when you start your fast. So once I stabilize after dinner at night, um, you know, I'll eat dinner, and then I'll go high or low afterwards, and that means either if I'm starting to go low, I'll have to eat something again. And try to get it in the, in the range. And then through the night, I, I have to get up every night of my life and either eat something or do insulin. It never stays. <laughs> oh, okay. Stay. It's like having an infant the rest of your life. Um, right. So, and, and, and to stay within range. And that's where I'm at right now. I, I have goals. I want to bring my A1C below six. I want to bring my FTP above 350. And I, I want to keep my weight at 170. That's... Those are, the, those are the numbers. That's what I'm shooting for, and I'm about there. Okay. Uh, it's it's definitely tricky. So, um, you know, then if I can stabilize through the night, I wake up in the morning. I'll do my insulin. Depending, like, some mornings I'm on my bike at 730 in the morning. I get up at 6. I got 90 minutes to really get up, get dressed, eat, regulate, and be on my bike. And this is yeah. the tricky. If I have a couple hours in the morning, it's not a problem. I can do my thing. But if I got to be up and going on, on my bike, it's trial or error. I'm going to jump on my bike. My blood sugar is going to go up or down. I got to have, have a tremendous amount of carbohydrates to be able to take in quick sugar and pull it back up if it starts to tank because it can 20 minutes on the bike, I could drop to a point and then miss the ride, miss the training, you know, plenty, of, build plenty of excuses not to do it, right? Yes. I want to do it and I want to go win that group ride, you know, or whatever yeah. I'm doing getting me up, whoever I'm meeting that morning that I got to get up at six in the morning and be on my bike at seven they're all going to hurt. <laughs> Everybody's yes. going to hurt that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's one thing, you know? Um, so I'll eat like a big bowl of steel cut oats. Uh, I'll have a bunch of fruit in there, a little maple syrup just to sweeten it up. Uh, hemp seed, flax seed, chia seed, pumpkin seed, peanut butter. That's my protein. And, uh, you know, I have my berries on there, a little bit of nut milk, um, and then some Maldon salt and mix up a big old bowl of that. That's usually my go-to breakfast. And then, that makes,
1: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that, cause all the different types of, uh, oats and, and fiber that you have in there, you're going to go both the maple syrup, have an immediate hit with the carbohydrates, but also a slow gradual release with all the, the more complex carbohydrates in that meal as well. Right.
0: Exactly. Um that meal requires less insulin than two pieces of toast.
1: Yeah. Put it in. Yeah. Slow release. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that speaks Simon what we were talking about with uh uh where I said the difference between juice juicing an apple or eating the apple whole. When you have your apple with the fiber, it's a slow it's a slower release release and, and yeah.
2: So Okay. So the fasting side of what we talked about then jace so the fasting i I guess what you're saying there ryan is fasting as a person with diabetes like the fasting diets it's not even it's not even part of it then it's not even a consideration hey
0: um for me not so much but like when i do have to fast for blood work it's a struggle so if i do not eat anything you know from nine o'clock at night because i'm 12 hours later i'm gonna be at the clinic getting blood work at nine a.m I I have to fast that whole time is very tricky. Yeah. Especially drive to the clinic. Sometimes yeah. like I'm borderline hypoglycemic, barely, you know, trying to get my blood work done. Uh, oh, as,
1: goodness. yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it's pretty tricky. Um, I did a clinical trial when I first got diagnosed with type one diabetes where I had to be fasting and it was like once a week. I had to drive 40 minutes down to the Atlanta Diabetes Association. And uh, there was a couple times, man, I was like, I probably shouldn't be driving. You know, I get there, I'm going to
1: sw- full on sweat, like full hypoglycemic sweat.
0: And, uh, just to just to pull off this trial I did for Pfizer, which the drug is on the market now. It's interesting. That's a whole other that's a whole other podcast in its own right. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I did some some crazy stuff because I didn't, you know, at that time I was a single dude just running around the world with nothing to lose. And I thought, you know, OK, I'll try this crazy drug. Well, then a couple of years, like a year later, I met a woman. And then two years later, or three years, the next thing you know, I'm having kids, all this stuff. And they're when they said, and they gave me this drug, they said, are you, are you planning on having kids? I said, Nah, not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway. That- uh, that's how that went. But, um, yeah, fasting is definitely, uh, really hard to do with type one. You might always need, like, I keep a pineapple juice next to my bed at all times. I got to pop that, drink it. Um, I try to find stuff that's not loud so it doesn't wake up my wife. Um, but yeah, pretty much every night I'm up at least once or twice managing. So it kind of blows off the whole fast. Um, yeah. but I know that when I, I'm trying to stay lean. So a lot of times you have to eat up to insulin. You have to eat. Yeah. Doom carbohydrate. Right. Uh, so I'll fast if I can get stable and I don't, I'll skip lunch a lot. If it's not a day of training or, or, it, or if I am training, you know, I'll, I'll eat on the bike so I can keep burning it yep. instead of doing insulin. It's almost easier for me to stay stabilized. Um, But I did notice that I am developing a little bit of a disorder with when I am stable, like for example, when I drive across the country, if I take, like doing long drives, I stay very low, low carbohydrate meals. I have to plan all my meals. I pack salads, nuts, um, you know, all this stuff, stuff with super low glycemic. But once I stabilize, I won't eat. My body's not telling me when I'm hungry anymore. I'm always looking at a blood meter and determining when I can eat or knowing what workload I'm going to have on for training or just, a, you know, whether I'm doing yard work, washing the van, whatever it is, then I'll say, oh, now I need to eat something. But I'm not eating because I'm hungry. I can block that pain out. <laughs> I don't want to have to do or deal with managing diabetes if I'm stable and in yeah. zone. You know, it's not like, you get a snack at night like if because you, you're hungry it's like no I don't want to throw my whole system out and then be up all night going up and down up and down with my blood sugar I right.
1: I, I call it the, the roller coaster the sugar roller coaster
0: <laughs> exactly
2: yeah yeah well, I was going to say and that's exactly what you would that's exactly what you were saying wasn't it jace and with with the fasting and, and I mean, even joe's right. joe said it now now she's done a few fasting she doesn't to ryan's point and to what you've said in the in in our previous episode she doesn't you get to a point where you actually don't feel hungry which you're not kind of like
1: no there's that, there's, it's, the, it's a spike in sugar as well and of course this is of course the with the luxury of not having type 1 diabetes to, to preface that first but but yeah it's uh, uh when you don't have type 1 diabetes uh, you're just riding a sugar roller coaster and what you think is hunger is actually just you starting to your body telling you that wants more of the sugar because we're, we're all addicted to sugar. So somehow I, to some degree. So,
0: yeah. and I think, you know, that's yeah. where I say, like on a parallel, even with type one diabetes or if you're if you're not diabetic and you do consume food, you should mm-hmm. move. Go for a yes. walk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, breathe. Just take yeah. your do your stretching, do your yoga, whatever it is. But just don't eat and become sedentary. Yeah. I think no, that's exactly. something. That we can all relate to and we can yeah. all do better health and wellness would be to yeah.
1: move yeah. For- yeah and and the first time I noticed the first time I noticed in my life personally before I heard anything about fasting and and dieting and and anything with type 2 and how you could try to get rid of it I worked in an office building in the early you know, the mid 2000s um and the 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 floor uh admin assistant would always have candies on her desk just to you know for social reasons i found that if i went to visit her once for candies i would find excuses to visit her for the rest of the day to have the candies but if i didn't go <laughs> once then i didn't need any at all and that was the first the first indicator of blood sugar's uh roller coastering
0: it is,
1: was cause, that so it's cuz
0: you know every time you you go up you're going to come down james yeah. brown you know exactly right. the there and <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's 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 definitely how it works, even with type one diabetes. Uh, what, I, what I'm noticing also is what what is um, you know a sustainable sustainable sugar, you know, and what I can eat to not spike when I'm riding, you know. But I got a I have two different things, and I'm working with Hammer Nutrition as a supplement company, and I have two different kinds of mix for my bottles, and one's a slower burn, longer endurance fuel, and the other one's a quicker, faster one. So it's like. For training, I'm using the slower, and I'm only on this three weeks now. And uh, it's really interesting because I, I used Hammer Nutrition in the mid two thousands as well. Now I'm back on their product as well, and I'm um, using um, you know their slower burning fuel to train, and I don't get a crazy spike. I'm still getting enough calories in where I'm recovering, um, and then during races when you kind of need. Needed a little quicker, especially if I'm starting to dip down. I've been doing more insulin prior to an event. I do it just a little, a little shot at the start line, and it avoids the spike from nervousness, which I don't get when I'm training. You know, I think before the start, oh, you're of a little course, that, yes, right. all that's all that stuff. You know, and my I'm getting a spike even though I have no carbohydrate and no sugar. Oh, yeah. none and all of a sudden i'm getting a crazy spike you know i'm up to 300 yeah. at the start line it's like yeah wait.
1: and it's interesting how that can happen as well just um uh, almost the anticipation of something can affect your blood sugars um that was neat that you, that you shared that thanks Ryan. well one uh, one thing i know for sure well i don't know for sure cuz i'm not a nutritionist or a doctor but what i've heard anecdotal is that that it doesn't matter what you're eating um whether it's something in with no sugars or tons of sugar just the anticipation of getting ready to eat your blood sugar starts to go up a little bit just to s- try to meet that food as it comes into your system. It's, so.
0: it, it's an interesting process. And also in the morning, you know, you're always going to, your blood sugar is going to come up. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: That's right. A,
0: a few things, the ebb and flow of blood sugar, but you know, I'm constantly, you know, regulating it with a synthetic insulin, which it's, mm. it's, a, it's a, it's an art man. And this is the game. And The other thing I noticed that throws my blood sugar off is when I'm angry or upset. Interesting. If I'm pissed, man, blood sugar is high. That might be the reason why I'm pissed too. Sometimes my blood sugar is high and it shouldn't be. And I'm like trying to figure out why. And I got to do more insulin. It's a
1: circle. Yeah.
0: nervous because I'm going to crash. And I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to pick up this. I got to do this. you know, like. And you're in that grind. And you realize you got two little kids in the back in car seats. And you can't be wrong. You got to be flawless yes so here's so do you so and i think uh, jace we
2: touched on we definitely touched on this in terms of in in our world we're we're eating out a lot right so we're eating out with clients and all of that kind of stuff so one of the one of the fears is is we don't unless i'm in one of your restaurants obviously Brian. like we don't you don't know what's going on in the kitchen right you don't know how the food's being prepped you don't necessarily know how it's being cooked so when it may look appetising when it hits the table, but you don't know how it's how it's affecting you. So the, the conversation that we were having, and I'd be interested in your in your thoughts on this, is 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 like the rising difficulty of eating eating clean, as I call. It. I like eating clean. So that what I mean by that is um, you you're eating at home, you're preparing the food yourself, you're you're not over seasoning it, you you know, and you're cooking it. Um, you're not taking nutritional values out of it because you're, you know, you're basically torching the stuff um, and, all the, and all of that kind of stuff. Because surely that has over the last like little while for you when you were diabetic, when you were discovered to be diabetic, that's that's changed a lot as well. So, you, it, it, yeah. What are your thoughts on on that? Because it just seems too it's, really it's difficult to eat clean
0: or to do a road trip across America and eat roadside america you can't just pull out your car and pull over and grab something and eat and get back in your car and think your blood sugar is going to be anywhere controllable um okay. for, for sure so yeah like i said you know like prior preparation prevents, prevents piss poor performance i pack all my meals i prepare my meals when i can you know i i my, my van has a, a kitchen and a fridge in it because that's you know, what I needed to, to race and be competitive. I needed to check everything, everything off the list. So I don't eat out too often. Um, And if I do, it's usually, you know, like a real high quality kind of food, but there's no, like, I'm not just swinging off and grabbing. Compared to like a piece of bread from the actual bakery, you know, you'll notice a lot of different uh, differences in, in basically the same thing. Yes. Uh so yeah no I, I i mean yeah eating clean is definitely part of it um especially like right now at like 45 years old when i'm trying to stay lean trying to stay fit trying to do everything it's so hard i mean like it is oh and you God. still need nutrition and uh yeah i'm i'm really pushing hard right now i got to say it it's uh, funny and, though is that it's it's how age hits
1: you um i know that if i if i had put I'm a human yo-yo with my weight, but if I had put as much effort into to being in shape in my 20s that like I do right now approaching 50, my goodness, I would have been a fantastic specimen. Like, look at that. Fantastic
0: And I right? think that's another of what I'm doing with winning the race with diabetes. I mean, I'm just a living example of what can be done. You know, um, and, and I really uh, that's my next goal is right now I'm trying to figure out how I can do that for my job. I'd like to, you know, be speaking on behalf of, you know, continuous glucose monitors, insulin pumps, how I use them, how I pull this all together and how I'm winning races. This year I'm going after 45 plus national championships, road bike, mountain bike, cyclocross bike, whatever, any kind of bicycling, 45 plus, do some more age category stuff. And just, yeah, I think that'll really highlight, like, hey, wait a second, that guy's type one diabetic. And, and another thing that I'm also noticing I like to do is help people. And like earlier you said, hey, we're not doctor, I can't do these things. It's like, I'm not a doctor either. So I can't Mm -hmm. go out there and say, hey, look, you need to do this. You need to control your diabetes this way. You should do this. You should do that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is what I do.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It works for me. Well, so. did,
2: well, there's a there's an interesting. This all comes together in a very nice, well, in a very interesting conversation that that a personal conversation I had with my doctor um at the end of of last season, and 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 my wife was with me at the time, so thankfully. But basically, it, she came. She it was a picture that. So you're sitting there, you're waiting for your appointment. And, and my doctor walks into the room and she's already got the paperwork in her hands right so she walked, she walks in like this so I'm like okay and I and and I already kind of knew because I traced back chronologically when I'd gone to do my do my blood work um, and and I just come up I just finished the um, the week of the trans Rocky single six which you'll know this Ryan so I'm up I'm riding my bike, I'm eating race foods. I'm like pounding gels every flipping, every 60 minutes, 90 minutes. So, and I know that, and I know that that stuff is, is like these, these energy drinks now and, and, and food to like take you from such a, a point of, of as you alluded to earlier on, like, oh man, I do, I don't know which way is up to like 10 minutes later all of a sudden it's like it's like somebody's just turned you up to 11 and it's like okay let's I know where I know where I'm going now so and she came in with the conversation of okay well your uh your cholesterol's up Simon and I'm like okay um and she said and this is so this is what we need to do we need to now talk about another medication that's going to can do that and I and I said well I'm I said no I'm not I'm not going to take I'm not going to take the tablets I said because this is the reason this is the reason why like I've got two or three months worth of eating a certain way racing a certain way and keeping myself moving as a you know trying to be competitive in my own way I said so I'm not going to do that which she then the ultimately she gave me until I think I've got the until the end of this month to do a retest um and I already know because I already feel better. I know that I've been eating clean. I've I've got a kind of a good a good training regime. But the key thing is, is that unless we challenge the people that we're chatting to in terms of, no, I know, like I know me, <laughs> I know me. I know my body. I know what I put into it. In the same way that you were saying, Ryan. In the same way with you, Jason, with with you. Then then you kind of. Society gets put into this, it's like, oh, well, you need to take this tablet. And that and it might be completely wrong. It might be completely and utterly the wrong thing to take.
0: So yeah, th- this leads us to the, you know, like in America, I I I say to people, they they're, you know, the healthcare system didn't fail us. American people failed the healthcare system. But when you go to the doctor in America, you go for blood work, the same thing happened to me. My cholesterol is through the roof. And they right away they, uh, you need to take you know, like it's this is the deal once it goes through their computer the computer comes out here's the resolution to it give them x amount of this right like that's what the doctor yeah. does he types in the, you know that's how it works anymore this, and that's modern medicine but for you to say no that that was smart because endurance athletes have high cholesterol this is a proven and your high cholesterol your hdl and well ldl right like they're if they're both high it's kind of canceling it out so you're taking that average and yep. that's 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 a little bit more in depth but that that blood work and that doctor doesn't realize that you just rode your bike for six days straight and all everything is elevated right <laughs> right exactly you, the- like you you've got a body that's kind of like whoa what and have it- you just done you know, you're probably throwing off their computer. They're saying, "Hey, this guy's gonna have a stroke," and you're like, "No way, man! I was just crank. If I would have had, it, I was gonna have a I would have had it last week." <laughs> <laughs> but you said no. That's good. A yes man that says no. Reconsider if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the move. Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah. It's and, and then your wife's there, you know, and she audited that blood work already. It's like, <sighs> yeah, what? Yeah, she did. Well, and she, well, she was also
2: there as the voice of reason. Right. She's she's uh, she just looked at the doctor and she said, whatever you say to Simon today, the, ans- the answer is no. So just just like understand that and we can have a better appointment. So, uh, yeah,
0: that's it. I mean, uh, wh- where does that put us at now here? So we uh, we went over diabetes. We, we went oh, over up and the life yeah. challenges, right. Where are we? Where are oh. we going next, guys?
1: I'd like to ask a question. I'd like to dive in since you're on your you're. you're th- Fingers on the pulse with, with the diabetes world and, and advances, etc. Um, can you explain some of the future things that are anticipated? I am, My understanding is that the Holy Grail is trying to figure out a way of having a non-intrusive blood sugar monitor somehow, possibly through a watch. I know that was kind of the gauntlet for a while. I'm not sure if they're still chasing that. Let's but...
0: attainable goals first. Attainable goals first. Like There's a lot yeah, of very... things. This and that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Up now, right now, what we're working on is the dexcom g7 continuous glucose monitor right that's this thing right here okay perfect okay is that,
2: is that that's not the same as what the uci's just bound is it
0: uh yes it is it's okay. yeah they don't have those anymore so this needs to talk to this oh okay okay, okay. so the dexcom g7 Will tell the Omnipod five. The technology is not out. It's FDA approved. The Omnipod five. I'll be able to control from my phone from an app. Okay. The Dexcom will talk to my phone and say, "Hey, your blood sugar is high." The Omnipod will say, "Uh oh, we're going to put a little insulin in and drop your blood sugar. You're out of range." Okay. This is cool because then you yeah. you don't have to think about it. And for me, I think about it. I'm meticulous about it. But yeah. to me coolest thing is if you have a seven-year-old that's in second grade now all of a sudden you don't have to do that this kid can go live a normal life and Fantastic. that's my push on tech is i'd like you know and it's coming the dexcom g7 is going to talk to the omnipod 5 you're not going to have a tube or a wire everything's wireless and remote the dexcom g7 will tell your parents phone where your blood sugar is and alert your parents if something's wrong Fantastic. so it's it it's the tech that's there oh, right. right so in this, this year this will come and that's going to close the loop
1: oh, that's exciting nice.
0: exactly and that's really my push right now and that's where i think i want to leverage myself and what i'm doing with the team winning a race with diabetes like i'm competing with these guys they're 20 years younger than me and i'm still smoking them <laughs> <laughs> excellent okay <laughs> and I'm, I'm a Stable dude with two kids and a ton of other things going on. You know what I mean? These kids are just getting out of college. He's got a free pass to go ride bike for a year. Well, you better beat me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tech is coming. And that's really what I want to showcase that the, the later years of my, my, my racing. I want to show what can be done with it. And like I said, I want to chase national championships with that tech, and I want it to work, and I want to see exactly how it works. I want to, I want, I want that 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 loop to come closed between the Omni yeah. Five and the Dexcom G7, and it's it's close. And there's a few other units out there that say they're doing it. I want to try them all. I want to be the guinea pig for this stuff. See which one works best, and and then we can go from there. But I think those advancements are. are what's going to, and I think that's been my goal from day one. My heart has gone out to the parents that take care of children with type 1 diabetes once I feel, found out how volatile it is, and people say to me, you know, what if your kids get it? I am currently the Pennsylvania state facilitator for type 1 diabetes, and uh, I'm trying to educate congressmen and lawmakers on what exactly the struggles are, the costs, and and the benefits of this stuff, Mm -hmm. and trying to get Get it to act, affordable insulin and access to these medical devices to to take the the jail sentence away from type one diabetes right. and let yeah. let the kids live free and mm-hmm. live the life that they should be entitled to. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Well, take the take work, the Ryan. take the. Um, I think we talked about this before, Ryan, but it kind of take the choice take the choice away from the parents. Do you know what I mean? Take the and what I mean by the choice is okay, I've got, a, I've got a bunch of bills to pay here, and then the parent is sat there deciding whether to pay a utility bill or get medicine for their sick child, right? That's what we're talking about here.
0: That's exactly what's happening here, and that's, that's what I would like to, in my lifetime, alleviate, and that's, my, that's the big picture of Team Skyline and winning the race with diabetes, and um, I'm grateful to have my friends at Cadence Cyclery, and specialized and all the big bike brands and the industry come on full full tilt this year it took 10 years i started team skyline 2013 and i got a bunch of partners and friends and and great people like yourselves that have helped me get out there and and that's that's what it's all about and and the the end result is closing that loop and and getting these products to children that need it yes well and i know i don't think this
2: is i don't think this is an announcement ahead of time but i know we've got work um wt winning the race with diabetes on our on our spandex race jersey so i know i know we're representing when we're out there in canada this this year as well so well, i'm looking forward to that
0: canada, i i have a different goal um and that same thing is to inspire and that's where i really need to bring the foundation up there and get more get get more um boots on the ground in canada because yep. I they have socialized healthcare that helps with some of these things but people still need inspiration and a how-to so I'm I'm gonna really try to branch out and become more global, yep, and grow this thing to the point where we can really make a difference in everybody's life.
2: I think so. that's
1: great. That's great,
2: Ryan. I'd like to be part of that. I'd like yep. to be part of that. So, well, I'm trying to because again, that's why we're that's why we have the you know we've got the podcast going and we're we're having the these chats with uh, chats with you as well, right? So that we can bring this, make it more of a make it more of a conversation um but especially i mean so today we've gone through you know the restaurant <laughs> the, the the eating out versus the eating at home um all of that kind of stuff because i do think and you probably you've had this conversation with your wife i'm sure i have like the the spot of running those restaurants is to make sure that it's also it, it, you're giving it you're giving healthy options right whereas i, read- I think
0: Everything is made in-house uh, she ferments her mustard in the basement she everything in all the restaurants is made in-house all Quebec sourced ingredients
1: oh, beautiful uh,
0: yeah yeah so that's pizzeria Geppetto, El gordo and Sunny's dinette uh, we have four four pizza places and we're gonna soon to have two taco places and then sunny's dinette is uh, like diner food but well done you come in for a grilled cheese and tomato soup on a cold day you're not gonna regret it
1: oh that's gonna be looking phenomenal like well, i guess we're so Montreal sometime soon
0: I, I, <laughs> I gonna, so, so put a list all right check it out 2026 world championships are in montreal cycling uh-huh. so put really? list, right you guys come out we're going to eat good we're going to go for cool bike rides we're going to do fun stuff um, I'm in. I'm in. And, um it's my goal with the team to have athletes in the race
1: Excellent. That's-
0: working on we have five u23 athletes um we have a good mix it's a can-am team basically we have a few uh european riders but we're really pushing on the, on the north american athletes to bring them to the world championships in 2026 in
2: montreal we got some good athletes around there at the minute like my word it's like some of the some of the some of the athletes that that were in the events that i was that i was part of last year and then i'm going to be part of with, with this year i was like my word these are like they're just next level aren't they some of these young kids
0: it's it's impressive it's impressive but i you know i could we could go into it another time about the difference between canadian riders and american riders and and the and the and the, and the hurdles that they have to get to that level um, yes. but I'm, I'm trying to alleviate all that stuff and and give them an opportunity just like i had and uh you know pay it forward
2: 100 percent. thank you
0: well i, I think, think we're we, i i think we've kind of come <laughs> to a to a natural I
2: conclusion.
0: Two kids okay. out here with Grandpa Jules. I got to I got to go yeah. out and get back
2: on duty. I was going to oh. say you need to get back on duty. I was going to say I think I think we've come to a natural conclusion here. So, Ryan, mm-hmm. thank you so much for spending some time are. with us today. Um, I, Jace, I, do you I, want to close us
1: out? Sounds good. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, again, everyone, thanks for listening to episode 9 uh with our special guest Ryan. And uh yeah, again, uh I'd like to th- show up for our sponsors, uh, Tenacra, uh Bellcat, Pink Weasel Coffee spandex panda team of solutions. Uh I guess I'm just taking that off your Simon. Sorry. <laughs> and uh cool and yeah, and, and don't forget you can listen to us on on uh Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Um, you can also follow us by going to chatwithesmen.com, which will spit you out to all the socials, as including YouTube, where I want you to hit that thumb. I want you to do the notifications, notifications. I want you to leave comments, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yes, thank you so much, Ryan. It was a wonderful conversation today.
2: I look forward to it. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, take care.
2: Cheers, buddy. See you later.